Welcome to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and Dee Dee. I'm Maz Mary. And I'm Dana DelVal. Whether you're a person on an addiction sobriety path, or you know someone who is, we're here to talk about our journey with it. And more importantly, we want to help end the stigma and shame of alcoholism. And we want to bring some hope and laughter along the way too. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Hi, Dr. Mary. Hello there, lover. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Not too shabby. Good. Um, first of all, I have to show off my brand new oh, mug. Uh, so when we were in Hawaii in March, our friend Emily Williams Wheeler posted a picture of a mug she was making. It wasn't It was glazed but not fired yet. And it had this cute little clothesline on it. And it had little birdies. Can you see them? God, there's always a reflection. There we go. I'm sorry, it's kind of blurry. I can't figure out how to make that better. But it had these little birdies on it and I was desperate to have it and she fired it and it kind of got wrecked in the kiln. So this is a different one she made. But I mean, come on, how cute is this? So tights, foundation garments, a dress, uh, some boy underwear, girl underwear, I guess, uh, socks. I'm sorry this reflection makes it so hard to see a little tank top, a belt. I mean, this is a cute mug. Don't you think, Dr. Mary? Oh, I do. With these little birdies. And I don't know if you call me that very often on this show, but Dr. Mary calls me bird, which is an English term of endearment. I don't think it's actually all that complimentary, right? Oh, it is. Is it? Yeah, if you call someone a moth, it means they just flutter around your flame. But a bird is a, a solid... Um, a, um, individual with a mind of their own. <laughs> I think you're making that up. I think you think I'm going to go, oh, okay, and then we'll move on. I think we're going to go to England next time, and I'm going to ask some of your friends, and they're going to go, oh, no, bird's terrible. No, it isn't. I wouldn't have even thought about calling mm. you. Right well, now. it doesn't matter. It's really cute. It's incredibly cute, I think, and so is my new mug. So we're talking about uh, an interesting observation we had this weekend, and actually, it's my observation, and you're going to then sort of relate it yes, to the con it, concept at hand. But um, I have a very dear friend, my very first friend from when I moved to Moorhead uh, after I finished up my freshman year of high school. And uh, so we've been friends for 30 plus years. And we were staying with her this weekend and she knows we're going to talk about this. So I'm not trying to talk about her out of school. But um, I would say that like many of us, my friend Terry doesn't always manage disappointment very well. Often she manages it incredibly well. And we're talking about sort of inconsequential disappointment. She's able to manage life disappointments extraordinarily well. Um, but these are small things that can kind of derail you. So I was watching her this weekend and she made these. So let me pull this up. She uh, lived in France for a year after high school and has been there multiple times. And she makes homemade laminated pastry dough pan chocolates, which is darn impressive. So we were there Sunday morning and she, it's a two and a half day process. She was making them and baking them up for brunch. So they didn't turn out the way she wanted them to. So Saturday she was rolling them, folding them again, because again, it's this multi-day process. And she said to everybody in the kitchen, boy, this dough doesn't feel right. Something's sticky about it. And 
So, okay, so then Sunday morning, she's rolling it out. She's laying down the chocolate and she's saying again, this dough just doesn't feel right. Normally when I make these, it has a certain feel. It's kind of dry. And I can tell that she's sort of starting to feel a little bit anxious because we all know what it's like when you make something for someone else in your life and it doesn't turn out quite right. That's a hard place to be. And she was making them for us to take to my mom and her person, Bob's house as well. So there's sort of double pressure on this. Uh, so they come out of the oven and I, I told her I was going to use this picture, which she was pretty mortified by. Uh, the ones in the back have an egg wash. That was the first pan. The second pan, she didn't even remember to put the egg wash on. So now they, not only is the dough not doing quite what it's supposed to, but they don't even have that shiny, beautiful surface that they're supposed to have. Um, and I want to show you a picture of what Terry's pan of chocolates normally look like. I mean, that is a picture perfect go anywhere to a beautiful little patisserie and that is what you're going to see. And then I want to show you the inside of well, uh, perfectly made ones. Look at all that layered pastry um, because that's what you do with this pastry. So, all right, let's go back to the original ones that we had. So she's really disappointed. And I said to her, Terry, I just want to say to you, you are managing this really well. And I did not mean that condescendingly or sarcastically, which then made me think about, and there is a point to all of this rambling. It made me think about her first marriage. I was staying with her for her bridal shower. So this was a long time ago, right before I met you. So 2001, oh, right. July of 2001, June. And <clears throat> she was feeling anxiety. We were having the bridal shower in her backyard and she kind of got it into her head that she didn't have the right clothes and shoes. And she's got all these women coming, women who've flown in, women who've driven in, friends. And I don't think it's too bold a statement to say she kind of lost her mind. And she sort of threw the equivalent to a temper tantrum. She couldn't figure out what she wanted to wear and she didn't want to have the shower. And her fiance kind of pulled her aside into a bathroom and they had a conversation and she came out and she put on something and she ended up having a really lovely day. It was a really lovely day. But I was thinking about how she managed her very legitimate disappointment at the labor of making laminated dough and panna chocolates, which she gets great praise for because they are fabulous having those not turn out for a friend and her husband who were then taking them to her mother. That's a big disappointment. And how differently she managed that bridal shower moment and this moment. She was equally disappointed both times, but it was how she dealt with it. That was, I think, a real opportunity to see growth, to see somebody say, I could spiral out of control. I could throw these out. I could say, well, you can't take these to your mom. I could not serve them. I could. There was a number of things she could have done. And probably the most important part of this whole story, both for the bridal shower and these pastries, is that if she'd said nothing, we would never have known. Because they were good, weren't they? They tasted fine. They looked fine. They looked me, so. fine. They tasted way more than fine. 
And so there's this idea of what's your internal monologue versus your external reality. Who knows about it? Who's paying attention to it? How are you working through it? Does it make sense to share all those things? So that's this whole long backstory. Dr. Mary, how does this relate to addiction, sobriety, disappointment, all those kinds of things? What was the question again? Oh, you stop it. <laughs> Don't be naughty. Um, this isn't actually a, a, a great example. A, a lot of people, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say maybe rightfully so, um, if you if you battle with an addiction, some people aren't as lucky as me. Some people have relapses and lapses, and it gets to a point where I I'm even going to say rightly so. Those around you kind of lose. I didn't mean to bump you. That's all. Lose faith in you. You know, you they rightly maybe rightly say, oh, they'll never be able to do that, and then you get that mindset, and it's through no it's no one's fault. That I think that's just a tragedy of how society works or how people make connections and actually draw thoughts together. Um, but dealing with stress, how to successfully be live a sober life is being able, if something comes along, to just take a breath and say, all right, when I was drinking, the first thing I would do with this is just throw it to the ground. It's like, sod it, storm off, having a temper tantrum, and thinking the only thing that will make me feel better is to have a drink. Well, the only thing that I can only understand life if I've got a little bit of a buzz going on. Mm. Or can I interrupt? Yeah. I screwed up and had a drink. I may as well just have 10. That's the worst. That is, that is the Achilles teal heel of someone suffering from an addiction. Which is true for all of us. How many times have you said, well, I'll just have one cookie. And then you think, ah, screw it, I'll have 10. I mean, it it does not need to be as um, dire as a person in sobriety falling back. We all can have that moment. Okay, back to you, sorry. Learning to move on from that. And it, it, it's not just addiction. I give it, my sister's a, a great example. My sister um, used to panic about everything. And now she doesn't panic about anything at all. She just sits there and goes, oh, well. And just moves on but she had to become a five-year cancer-free survivor to get to that state yeah yeah and i would say in terry's case terry has survived some enormous real anxiety and loss in these years and so while she was disappointed in her pan it didn't derail her she was able to say, I'm disappointed and still enjoy them, still share them with us, still let us say to her, gosh, we think they're good and she didn't do this. Don't be stupid. They're terrible. She just accepted it. Oh, here's an example. You weren't even here for this. Just in this cupboard right here, there was a light in the ceiling. It broke and I'd only huh. been sober. Oh, God. Months. Months. So I took the old one off and, the, you know, the, the older wires are, there's not they're not as flexible because they've actually got a thick copper core in them and this thing retracted into the ceiling had i still been drinking i'd have given up and just drunk but i thought all right i actually stepped down i took a breath i turned the kettle on i made myself a coffee you channeled your dad i channeled my dad i got up i got a thin 
I got a, a thin screwdriver, my thinnest point in those pliers, and I just. And we turned the electricity. I turned off. It, the electricity was <laughs> off, and I just took me two minutes. I pulled the wire back, put the thing up. It was done. I just said, "No, I can do this." Yeah, I I just think there's so much power and and self empowerment when you can look at a situation that for whatever reason in the past would have derailed you, would have caused you to leap over the edge, spiral out of control, eat too much, drink too much, whatever, and say, all right, in the big picture, how catastrophic is this? Can I manage my disappointment, my shame, my failure, my frustration? Can I manage it differently? That's a really powerful moment. I have watched you in these years do that. I've watched it go across your face. Do I have it in me yeah. to manage this differently? It's, it's an extraordinary lesson that is hard to learn and sometimes hard earned learned. And what a, what a gift. I have to, uh, trust me, the recipient of the above product, this is from my mother. They were incredible. <laughs> they were perfect. They were divine. I'm in awe of her abilities and so grateful we got to have them. We loved them. They were good. Every flake, crumb, and morsel. And I'm really proud of her. Terry, please make them again. Absolutely. And then, and my gosh, Andrew Burns. Andrew Burns went to high school with Terry and me. Great conversation. Bummed I could only listen briefly. Have a great day. Thanks, Andrew. You can always catch it later. Um, what a gift. What a gift that I got to have some pan chocolates with Terry. What a gift that I got to tell her this lesson. Because I think often we don't know even that we've learned these lessons or that we've grown and evolved um, or that we're, we're just different people. It is one of the gifts of getting older if we're lucky is that we can manage things differently. Well, Not always better, but differently. And we have the opportunity to say, in this moment, I'm going to do it this way. And often it's because we've been super banged up by life. We've survived cancer. We've survived alcoholism. Well, we've survived the loss of a marriage and a partner. Whatever it is, it's helped us kind of put things in perspective. And that's just better. I mean, another thing is that if you, another great example is, um, I applied, volunteered, but I had to go through an application process with my department to be the new department chair. And they sent me a load of questions. If I was, still, well, they wouldn't have actually sent me the questions if I was still drinking, but the point was I could just deal with them. Mm -hmm. In fact, you dealt with them by saying, for heaven's sakes, yeah. I overcame alcohol yeah, addiction. Know, I can certainly was, manage how, the department. How can you prove for us you can deal with stress? I said, well, I've been sober now for over five years, and I yes. laid out. I said, and you know, it's when you're in rehab, and you, luckily enough, I was. It was brought to my attention I wasn't actually listening, and then I started to listen. There's a lot to learn about stress management and managing techniques, and you know, managing yourself. You can manage yourself. You can manage other people. If you can dodge a ball, you can dodge a wrench. She's like, well, yeah. <laughs> I want to say that next. I'm like, hey, you beat me to it, I'm characteristically. 
Ruined All right. My, I ruined, ruined the surprise. surprise. I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, Terry, thanks for the treats. Thanks oh, for thank the opportunity to share the lesson. Emily, thrilled with the new mug. Um, everybody else, we don't have a guest lined up for Thursday. It a little bit fell through. So I don't know what Thursday's going to look like. We got two, we had like a day and 20 hours to figure it out. So tune in on Thursday. Oh, we'll do something. If you want to be a guest, let us know. Oh, there's also that. We'd be thrilled to have you. So we'll see you on Thursday. Have a great day and maybe try some laminated pastry dough for yourself. There's a million recipes online and see how you do with something very, very difficult. We'll talk to you soon. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Daily Dose of Dr. Mary and DD. If you enjoyed the content and want to learn more, head over to Facebook to Daily Dose Dr. Mary DD. You can find us on YouTube under Dana DelVal. And if you want to get signed up for our weekly newsletter, email me at D-A-Y-N-A at D-A-Y-N-A-D-E-L-V-A-L.com. Have a great day. We hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.